Nation Under Pod is brought to you by Politicall. You've got an ocean of political media out there, but the one thing that's missing, gambling. Politicall offers you the one-stop shop of all the political gambling you could ever need in this crazy mixed up race. Everything from president to governor to city representative to town alderman to librarian. They allow you to set your marker for what America needs and set your marker for what you need in your pocket. I tell you, Ryan, I just got on Politicall last week and I am addicted. You know, I just went all in on Nebraska's first district for their senatorial race. And I don't know, I'm feeling good. How about you? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I hedged a little bit. I put $2 across every district in uh, in Tennessee, and I'm pretty excited to see what happens. Now, my wife told me that that's actually I'm going to end up losing money because if I bet equally on every single race, there's no way I can come out ahead. But you know what? I, 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 I just It's just fun to gamble. It is. You know, I looked at Tennessee, but I don't think Ron Gump's going to beat the spread. Uh, you know what? I'll bet you two bucks you're wrong. <laughs> I'll bet I'll see you on Politicall. And make sure when you go to Politicall to use the code One Nation Under Pod. That's one dash nation with a zero for an O under uh, One Nation Under Pod four. Unders- underscore. Underscore. Underscore four. Four. And here's the show. Hello and welcome to One Nation Under Pod. I'm Francis Ford Coppola. I am Ryan Veverman. And today we have, I mean, what do you say? What do you, what do you say, Ryan? I think it's going to be a pretty boring show today. What do you think? Oh, yeah, it's pretty much every episode that we have a family of people running for president on. That's right. We have the Cream Jr. family here to talk about their bid for president, how they're attacking this election, this primary, and some pretty bracing moves they've made in recent weeks. What do you say? I feel like not only is it a bold stance to be a family, but frankly, some of the positions they have taken, it raises a lot of questions. We're going to get into it. We're not going to hold back. We have questions. I have questions about nepotism, about family policies. I don't want to go on the attack here, but frankly, so far, they've raised more questions than they've answered. And we're going to try to get some of those questions today. But first, digging into the election with both hands, uh, we've had some some odd shifts in the tectonic candidates in our our, our environment over here. We've got some endorsements. Uh, Girl boss, girl boss, seeing her fair share of endorsements this past week. I saw a video. She was endorsed by the Beef Council, a fairy princess, a wizard. At that point, quite frankly, my fingers were tired from writing them all down. How many endorsements can one nine-year-old rack up in a week? I remember when I was a kid watching a wizard endorse Walter Mondale and knowing at that moment that he had clinched the primary, that Uh he was going up against Reagan. Um when you're getting endorsed by a, a group of people who can manipulate time and space itself through the power of magic, I feel like that speaks not only to uh, to wizards as a, as a class, but also it speaks directly to the American people because we all want 
a president to make time and space better for us, right? That's what we're looking for out of a president. We want them to manipulate time and space. And maybe the president can't be a wizard, but being endorsed by one is the next best thing. You know, you, it's like you can only give people so much tax cuts, but when you're giving them a tax right. portal, and now I've got extra time in my morning to brush my teeth a little bit longer, kiss my kids mm -hmm. a few more times, that's going right to the heart of the American voter. So, you know, that. I'll tell you, Francis, I feel like it would take a wizard to make uh, both halves of Congress agree right now. Am I right? <laughs> oh, don't even get me started, Ryan. Sorry. I mean, Sorry. What, what, have we, what have we been in like week eight of gridlock here? I mean, come on, just pass the traffic bill. People need to get back on the road. Yeah. You know what? Maybe they should call a wizard. Oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, but it hasn't been all wizards and sunshine. They've also, no. the attack ads just keep coming. Oof. And uh, I was really sad to see this most recent one on Oda Pak Garrick, uh, our, our, our mm -hmm. guest on our Friend last of the pod. show. Friend, Friend of the pod, pod Oda Pak Friend Garrick. The, uh, the Not in My Garden where people not in, not in do you want to give us a quick overview of this this commercial sure this is a group who says that they do what they they basically uh listen i'm not calling them them uh racist but they are coming out and saying they do not want a gnome in their garden this is like the nimby crowd on steroids how can you come out in public against a gnome against not just a gnome but an entire group of gnomes the entire uh race of gnomes if you will i mean what's next you're going to come out against wizards yeah right 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 uh this is the 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 garden patriot liberty flag society which mm -hmm. i'm sorry it's, it sounds like you know a super pack just peed into a cup and we we, we took the, the 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 whatever mixture was left in there and turned it into a political action group like what is this frothy downright frothy frothy and, and I, that's I not think how i like my elections no i i think it's uh i think it's i think it's a little disgusting you know i was i was pretty disgusted by the attack ad against against farky from his own dog and i feel like this group coming out against gnomes you know if you want to take issue with a candidate for their policies that's fine, okay? Maybe you don't like her family leave policy. Maybe you don't like her stance on on uh, opening a portal between the realms, you know. But just just to come out against a candidate because they are a gnome, I feel like it's it's low, it's not fair ball, and frankly, it has no place in this election. And honestly, I mean, where do you stop? Where, where, now, now is this group going to come out against lawn signs? Now you've ruined the entire election. Who's going to get elected without a lawn sign? <laughs> not me. And then. Um, in more confusing ads, uh, Brianna Leanne Berkeley just released uh -huh. a video. And, you know, I was expecting her to dig deep, maybe talk about whether she thinks that we should be expanding the EITC to slope in the curve to make sure that people who are trying to get out of 135% of the poverty line can really start to dig their toes into the economy and find a leg up. And instead, we're seeing her twirling a baton. So here's my take on this. Trolling a baton on the surface, sure, meaningless. She's a child having fun. But and I mean, what it's does worked it before? I mean, when Bob Dole twirled the baton across the stage in '96, that was exactly. that turned a lot of heads. Exactly, it says something about where you stand as an American. It says, "I'm not afraid to have fun." A, a baton 
is the tool of a leader, right? Who twirls a baton? A band leader in a marching band. And what is a president if not a leader who needs to bring an entire country along behind them? We are in the marching band, and I feel like Brain Leanne Berkeley twirling her baton is saying, follow me, everybody. Come with me. I will lead you where we need to go, and I will do it in rhythm. You know, I was or- sitting with with Carrie. Sorry, I'm talking about former president Carrie O'Connor, the man oh. we used, both used to work for. Uh, I sat with him right before his second debate with Flip Lulee, and mm-hmm. he brought out the sousaphone. Mm-hmm. He was says, I'm walking out on that stage wearing my sousaphone. I was like, Carrie, don't do it. The American people oh, yeah. don't understand. They don't want to hear you play taps. And you know what? He said, you're not the president, and walked yeah. right out. And I, that's when you saw the polls turn. They called it the Sousa moment. Look, I've been wrong before. I was wrong that night. But you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of another candidate, actually, uh, Tikifer. Tikifer, the TikTok candidate. She released an ad, which is simply her doing an interpretive dance along with Bambi. Okay? I mean, I like this trend of ads that are highly metaphorical, highly interpretive they are open to interpretation these candidates are are perhaps not afraid to let people reach their own conclusions right we're not being spoon-fed you know i'm gonna have to disagree with you here because i I watched that ad i watched her do the interpretive dance of bambi and i two words came into my mind immediately second amendment all right Mm -hmm. if i'm a hunter watching this video i'm immediately turned off and now you've lost ohio you've lost Mm -hmm. kentucky You've lost Delaware. I mean, there's no coming back. That's the triad right there. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. The Hunter's Lobby is no doubt going to come out against this. It's a strong pro-Bambi stance, but the fact that she's dancing, the fact that she's doing an interpretive dance to me says, I'm a candidate who's not afraid to dance around the issues, who's not afraid to get down and dirty with Congress and do the dance that has to be done to get things done in Washington. Maybe. We'll have to see. Maybe. Rasmussen's coming out with her poll, uh, I want to say, tomorrow at 2 p.m. So tune in. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing a live stream of that, uh, followed then by our live stream of uh, AP News's poll and then the mm-hmm. Quinnipiac poll at 5 p.m. So tune into the live stream of that. Gonna be and a big then day. we're going to do the 6 p.m. live stream wrap up of the polls. So make sure you are live with us then. <laughs> Uh, all right. And then uh, final piece, I saw that Anna Smith's husband, Greg, we got a husband mm-hmm. video. Anna Smith's husband, Greg, did a video, a cooking video of making his famous vodka apple pie. And I was riveted. Every moment I'm like, I, I got my own vodka pie out and I was like, I, I'm, I'm in. Like, let's do this. All right. I mean, three you. vodka pies yesterday watching this video. <laughs> I myself have made a vodka pie crust before, and I know it sounds crazy, but it actually really works. The high alcohol uh, concentration in the vodka really does something to break apart the gluten in that flour, which allows for air pockets, which lets the fat and the butter really seep it. You know what? I can go on all day about this. You'll hear more about this on my baking podcast, uh, Fry- Frying with Ryan. Uh, it's cooking and baking. Uh, oh, sorry, I'll throw that plug in at the end of the show. Point being, I feel like we've seen a lot from Anna Smith's husband so far in this campaign. Precious little from the candidate herself. It does make me wonder, who are we really electing? Are we electing her or are we electing a married couple? 
this election, I tell you, it gets crazier every moment. And I'm going to be honest, I love it. Bring it on. Bring on more more campaign. Maybe I'm the only American saying that, but bring it on. (laughs) All right. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, our interview with the Richard Cream family. Ryan, when I bring you some cheese, Uh what's your first concern with that cheese, would you say? Uh, I'm going to put it in the fridge. Time is going to pass. I'm going to forget to eat the cheese. The cheese is going to go bad, and I'm not going to have any way of knowing about it when it's happened. I'm going to take a bite into the cheese, and it's going to be revolting. It's going to disgust me. I might spit the bite out. Now I've got the little cheese bits along with saliva all over my kitchen. It's, it's everyone's nightmare. What if I told you that that cheese could be embedded with a chip corrected, connected directly into your ethernet to let you know exactly when that cheese is ripe and exactly when it's gonna go bad? I'd say you're describing a science fiction fantasy. It's not fantasy, <laughs> it's smart cheese. <laughs> Come on. Now, smartcheese.com. I'm telling you, this company has opened my eyes. All right, they've got 65 different kinds of cheeses. Everything from Swiss, Edom, cheddar, to gorgonzola. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. All the hits. Yeah, all the hits. Everything from the cheese cannon in your fridge, and everything is connected directly into their cheese nexus to let you know when. When is it going to get a little hard? When it's going to be too soft? And you can customize all of those settings to let them know. I want it this level of sliciness. I want it this level of crumbliness. I have a Velvet Fog Blue in my fridge right now, and I was able to open up their app on my phone and pick the exact parameters for when I wanted it to warn me that the cheese was going to be at its tastiness, at the height. A day later, what's the point? Throw it away. Boom. $20 cheese in the trash. You can connect with friends, have cheese COVID parties. What better than having a party with your friends on Zoom, all enjoying the exact same bite of cheese? It's brilliant. You feel connected. Go to smartcheese.com. Subscriptions start at only $6.99 per week. That does not include cheese, but cheese is all priced very reasonably. And at all levels of gourmet. I, I can't I can't recommend people get to this enough. Pretty soon my my fridge is going to be all smart cheese. So, oh, it's amazing. It's get amazing. out. I'm there. not going to have room on my on my uh, my home Wi-Fi for any other devices. It's going to be all cheeses <laughs> yeah. at this point. Every IP address in the house. Fill up your bandwidth with a smart cheese. Go to smartcheese.com and use code underpod underpod sign under, underpod plus sign one nation. Underpod plus sign one nation and get your discount today. Welcome back. We are here with Richard Cream Jr. Richard, have you brought any of the family today? Oh, hey, Francis. Uh, Hey, Ryan. Uh, Yeah, I did indeed. Uh, I got one extra family member uh, joining us here today. That's uh, Barrymore Cream is with us. So you you got the pair of us today. Barrymore, you want to introduce yourself? I'm Barrymore Cream. Brother Richard Cream Jr. He's the one who got Dad's namesake, so I guess he's the one who steals the spotlight. All right, yeah, and that's our uh, that's that's who you got tonight, just the two of us. All right, uh, how, how many of you? How many other siblings do you have, uh, Richard? 
Uh, let's see here. Well, uh, officially, there's going to be uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, there's seven of my primary uh, siblings that are in the race with me. Uh, we've got our Antonitas on board. Um, we got a. Few, I mean, there's a. It's a whole slew. You're getting the whole cream team, the whole gang. Cream team. Now, now these seven siblings are they are they on in your campaign? And what kind of capacity is like a media manager or a front man, advanced man? What, what what kind of things will they be doing on your campaign? Well, I mean that's that's really difficult to answer. Uh, you know, I think you know I want to I want to address a common misconception about the cream team right now is uh, you know my siblings are not here to to play different uh, members of a campaign team. They are they are we are running for president. Uh, so Barrymore is just as much in the seat. He is president. I am president. We're president together. You're going to be a, so I uh, just so our listeners understand, you're going to be running as a, as a group. President. It's like an Aspen. I'm sorry. Well, we seem to have, yeah. uh, to have lost your brother. Um, oh, the whole family is running. Okay. Yeah, the, the whole family is running. So we could have, you know, Richard Cream be the president. I could be president. We got Ernst Virginia Cream. She's very famous for her cream pies. She might be president. You know, it's up to America. Choose the cream team. Now, Who among. Oh, excuse me, Francis, please. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, this isn't without precedent. I know that there was briefly a family, the, 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 the Fartnell family in Wyoming, were governor of Wyoming, but that didn't last very long. How do you plan on trying to institute some stability in your familiar relations to make this presidency work? You know, I mean, if I mean, there's anything, comes... the cream. Oh, Go ahead, yeah. Barry Moore. No, you go, go ahead. ahead. Like I said, you got you got Dad's namesake. No, no, go no, ahead, no. man. Just I'm, take I'm, it. I've been relegated to be the black sheep of this family. You know what? It's guys. Guys, if, if you can't agree on who talks first in a podcast, all right. Uh, you know what? Let me. Uh, I'll take this one. I think. I think I'm. I'm probably more. Yeah, that might be best. This one here. Uh, uh, sorry. So your question is, you know, how do we how do we maintain stability? Uh, that as is a family. A, yes. And that's a, it. First off, thank you for that question. Great question. You know, think of it as uh, think about as your extended network, right? Uh, when you think about everyone you've ever met in your entire life, uh, if you, if you're lucky, they all live. You know, think of it like this. All right, let me let me let me let me, let me boil it down to this example. It, 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 have you guys ever heard of a, a fraternity? You know, like a college fraternity. I, I was in four, yeah. so yes, I yeah. think I've heard a lot of them. people say that the O'Connor White House was like a fraternity because we were so tight knit. All right, great. So you, you guys get it. So imagine, imagine a fraternity of people if they were to run the country. Now, don't compare the Cream family to a fraternity. But here's what I do want you to think about: think about how when you when you when you move out of your home, right? When you leave your parents and your siblings, you move farther and farther away and you keep meeting more and more people and you grow this big, beautiful network. Imagine that as president, right? This network of people that you've met over the course of your lifetime. We've got creams in states across America. They're traveling abroad. They're interacting with diplomats. Uh, They are the voice of the American people. So don't look at it as all you know. All of us are going to be sitting having slumber parties in the in, in the in the big house. You know, think of it as we are spread out, always representing all the various areas of America. That's how we want you all to see this. 
So, so okay. Well, then let, let, let's go over some of your stances as a family on some key issues. So um, what would you say your stance is currently on trade? Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's perfect example, right? The, the cream family comes. Sorry, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Barrymore, did you want to did you want to talk? I wanted to say I'm 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 for it. I'm pro trade. I, I think trade should be part of our economy. Uh-huh. And this is a perfect example as a family why we're running. Because I I also as is the family pro trade. Right. Uh, you know the cream family has uh you know just tons and tons of products. Ninety percent of the dairy industry is just walloped by cream family products. So we're big in a trade. We love trading our products. We love talking to. To other people and getting our name out there so you know trade is important it's an important part of the economy richard if uh, if i may uh how will you keep your uh your vast dairy holdings from well unduly influencing your performance as president uh, excuse me barrymore your uh performances as president though it seems richard perhaps you're the one to take this uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can, uh, field that one as well. You know, here's the thing, uh, you know, people look at us and they, and they, they want to compare us to some, uh, you know, big wigs in the, in the, in the government and fat cats. And, you know, we've, we've even said, you know, fat stacks of cheddar, we do have fat stacks of cheddar, but it's just cheese. It's not money. Right. So here's the thing. At the end of the day, we're not looking, uh, to mix our business with politics, all right, and I, and I know that's hard to say. I know we've had issues in the past, but it's truly the it's truly the case. We are here for the American people. We compare ourselves to the everyday American. We are just another person in this wide, wonderful world trying to make a living, trying to hear the voices of others, and trying to meet the needs of everyone. Well, if you don't want to mix business and family, well, let's say you know the United States currently has a two point seven five percent tariff on imported dairy products. Now, Barrymore and Richard, do you propose changing that tariff? Well, my brother Ernst was talking about, this is where I differ from my brother. He was saying that because of our political influence that we would have, we could use that to uh, garner uh, different positions in other governments and do backdoor. How did Ernst put it? Like we no, make no, no. deals I, that we to, wouldn't tell people about. No, that's not. That is no. That, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, Richard. If you could hang out for a second, Barrymore, I'd really love to hear more about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Please expand on that. You were Earth talking about the backdoor that, yes, deals. There are these tariffs and yeah, yeah, they're trade deficits, and I don't know. They're the ones who went to college. I didn't get to go because I was a rebel and I raised hell. Anyway. Uh, he was saying that you say one thing, uh, uh, you know, to the American people, that's like saying, okay, bedtime for the children. And, and while the adults are still up, that's when they, they make uh, uh, all the business decisions uh, through the government. It basically saying you work uh, uh, not quite as hard, but we're doing government work and our business at the same time from the White House. Now, Richard, what kind of adult decisions are you going to be making while the American people are asleep? Well, I mean, you know, I think it's hard to it's hard to to clarify what you might mean by adult decisions, right? I mean, let's be honest. Some of the conversations that we have when our kids go to sleep are not I don't want to say they're not appropriate, right? That makes it sound like we're having inappropriate conversation, but 
there's just conversations that kids don't necessarily get, uh, you know, and we can dive more into this. But, you know, when I look at some of the other politicianal candidates that are running here, we got, we got a few candidates that are, are clearly not of age. Right. And so, you know, how we, why, we were kind of digging into our stances on having these in-depth foreign policies. Some of these kids are going to be in bed before we even get to have those conversations. Speaking of kids, Kaylee Girlbaus has come out with a really strong stance for double Christmas. And I'm curious, uh, A, what, what is your family's stance on, on double Christmas? And B, what was Christmas like for all of you as a family growing up? Oh, man. Sorry. Um, I'm getting a little choked up over here. Uh, you know, uh, Richard Cream Sr. really instilled upon the Cream family how important holidays were to our generations of ancestry that have worked so hard to build the cream legacy, right? Uh, you know, I think back to, um, you know, the, the early days of Richard Cream Sr. telling us about how he would hang a stocking from the fireplace and all he would receive was one little nugget of cheese. Uh, and that was it. That was his present for Christmas, you know? And so, I, I think back fondly, you know, Barrymore, I know that we, we sometimes, and maybe this is the time on this podcast that we can bury the hatchet, but like Barrymore, uh, you know, has sometimes been calls himself and, and is the, a black sheep of the family. But, you know, I think some of my fondest memories are with my brother Barrymore on, on Christmas morning, waking up and having milk chugging contests, uh, and, you know, and going out and, and milking the pigs and the, and the cows and the goats and just, you know, getting out there and having a good old farm fest. Right. So, Sorry, I'm 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 getting too caught up in my emotions here. Mm-hmm. As far as holidays, I don't think we have enough of them, right? Let's let's no. make every holiday legal. Let's let's find a holiday for everyone. Why why can't we have more holidays? Celebrate more spirit, more more connection, and and, and really instill in people that like heartfelt emotions that the holidays bring out of us. Barrymore, you agree? Well, of course you feel that way, Richard. Yeah. I, no, I don't agree. Every Christmas morning, while they were doing hanging the stockings and getting the nuggets of cheese and they get the milk, who was the one who got the milk? Every, this is what happened. Every Christmas morning, Dad would say, all right, I'm going to put the star on the tree, and everyone would watch. He's like, but first, Barrymore, why don't you go get us a pail of, of milk? And I'd be like, all right, well, wait for me. I want to see the star go on the tree. I go out. I get a pail of milk. I come back. Everybody's already opened their presents. Everybody's had their block of cheese, and it's time for a nap. And I say, what happened to Christmas? And they said, oh, oh, we forgot. How about next year? So double Christmas, I say, would be good for me because I'm old some. But other than that, I say. As you can see, we clearly agree on double Christmas uh, to get to your point. Ah, We we definitely agree on that. Clearly. Was that Barrymore? You said, "Are you are you pro Christmas?" I'm hearing I'm hearing a question mark from the Cream campaign on the Christmas issue. No, 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 no. There is uh, no. no you know mark. what? I'm I'm saying you know we've had enough Christmas. Christmas has torn enough families apart. All right. Okay. Great. I, I think what so I think I think, no, 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 no. We've got a tally is, now. We see Cream campaign. No, I'm uh, trying to say yes. let's stop it. Mm-hmm. Christmas. Let's stop Question one mark. Christmas and have two Christmases. I think I right? it's time to move on. So now uh, we're also hearing uh, a lot from no, the American say, people about Christmas. Ninety-eight was the fall. last one. 
Last Christmas. Cream Campaign says last Christmas is the last one. So we're hearing a lot from the American people about uh, free college for all. That's a big idea that a lot of people have sunk their teeth into, thinking that every American should have the opportunity to go to college. Uh, Where does the Cream Campaign stand on that? Absolutely. So, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I think that as we look at people uh, going to college, they're going to earn a degree to become a contributing member of society. Right. I know Barrymore might have a different stance because he didn't necessarily get to go to college. But I will tell you, uh, it instilled in me the values that gave me the chance to understand what it means to be a contributing member to society. Now, those who don't get that chance are disenfranchised. Right. They don't have the chance to necessarily feel the need to give back or been installed the values to to feel that level of, you know, community, you know, filling it back in. So I I am all for giving someone the chance to get in. To be Do clear, it. Richard, yeah. y- sorry to, to interrupt, but it sounds like you're saying that uh, Americans who did not go to college do not contribute or have the desire to give back to society. Barrymore, what's your take yeah. on that? I mean, my take, I've been given and given and given. I, I, I'm the black sheep because I literally started milking sheep and trying to sell cheese. And nobody bought it. And it could be because I don't have any marketing skills. But if I become president, my first order of business, I will sign an executive order and make my college free and I will go to college and I will learn how to play beer pong and I will learn marketing skills. And when I, it's four years of college, it's four years of the White House. By the time I end my term as president, I'll have a degree and people will buy my cheese. No, no, so that's great. No, no, no. I think we've got a clear uh, college. College is just for Barrymore. That's the policy. No, I, no, I want to. Can I just clarify something here? Uh, I'm afraid we've got to uh, move on. Yeah, yeah we, we're, we're running, running short out of time, time here, candidate Richard. So right so now sorry. we'd like to ask all of our candidate guests our five <laughs> questions. So uh, Ryan, you want to kick things off? Absolutely. Uh, so my question is for whomever answers first. Uh, question number one is, what does our country need the most right now, and why is it D.C. statehood? Um, uh, sorry, Barrymore, did you say something? Okay, Francis, do you want to take question uh, number two? Yeah. Oh, a late entry from Barrymore. Sorry, what is our I country? I was just going to say I, no, DC. I got this. All right, no, no. All right, and that's DC statehood stunned silence. That's the kind of campaign stance from the cream campaign. Next up, we've got uh, you just got a blank check from Congress to spend on one program. What is it? Free college. Uh, is that for everyone or just for? That's Barry? for everyone. I get to answer this because I spoke first. <laughs> Free college for everyone. All right. Well, that's all our right. stance. Make sure that all is right. noted right. in the podcast. Noted. Ryan, next question. Uh, Creams, if you could have anyone from history on your cabinet, who would it be? Oh man, um, Raquel Welsh, probably. Raquel Welsh. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, okay. Francis? All right. Next up, Jordan, Kobe, or LeBron. You know, can we can we actually maybe just take turns instead of whoever responds first? I feel like this is putting me under a lot more pressure. Okay. Uh, and our final question: uh, As this being October, uh, what is your favorite horror movie? Halloween, both Halloween. as a holiday and as a movie. Classic choice, uh, Barrymore. Did they let you celebrate Halloween? I'm going to take that as a no from Barrymore. Cream campaign mixed on Halloween. 
Oh. <laughs> I was okay, always a well. scarecrow. <laughs> I want to give a big, big, big thank you to the Cream family for coming on our show today. Uh, I'm keep an eye on them. I, I like I said, the, they are kind of who I'm putting my marker on. If you want to go to Politicall for who's going to make it all the way through this race, so. Uh, Thank you again, and always please check out the other shows on the Illiberal Media Network, uh, Let Freedom Pod, The Pod Squad and Pod We Trust, The Scrod Pod, Pod Stewart. Uh, check out all those great shows. Ryan, do you want to plug your shows? Uh, absolutely. As I mentioned earlier, uh, please do check out my solo podcast, Frying with Ryan. It's where I take uh, pretty much anything from my fridge, various collections of foods that I find, maybe cheese that's uh, past its prime, for example. I fry it up and I see what comes out and then I share the results with my listeners. Uh, hey, guys, do we have time for uh, a plug on our side of things? I think we're running short on time, unfortunately. All right, so real quick, I just want to say, uh, America, hey, it's the Cream family. We're running for president. Please pick us in this upcoming election. Thanks so much, Richard Cream. You might say the entire interview was a was sort of a plug for your candidacy, but uh, I like that you took it. And I want to give a big, big reminder to all of our listeners that to register to vote, go to vote411.org or vote.gov. Make sure your voice is heard and stay tuned for more interviews with the candidates. As always, I've been Francis Ford Coppola. I've been Ryan Pfefferman. See you next week. Good night, America. Part of the Illiberal Media Network.